Hello there, welcome to The Average Football Podcast. My name is Craig Turner and I will be talking through the week's games to look out for and games around Europe. So again, like I said last week on episode one, the idea of the podcast is that is that I'm going to preview the week's games, but try and preview the sort of the smaller games in the Premier League, the, you know, the smaller teams, the Bryans, the Burnley, the Burnleys, the Watfords, all these types of um, teams, so just give them a bit of um, light on them because most podcast shows football podcast shows especially preview the big games and talk about Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool and Arsenal for about 20-30 minutes in a 35 minute podcast so I'm going to try and go through most of the games and just talk about them and also games to look out for around Europe to have an eye on on what could be a very tasty game or something that has a lot of riding on it um, now as I say that I'm going to preview the the smaller teams and talk about the big games last. Um, the problem is, is the how the fixtures are run this week is that you've got uh, three of the big six playing in the first game of the first games of the day. So unfortunately for this week, I'm going to have to talk about the big games, uh, the big teams straight away and get them out of the way. And then I can focus a bit more on the Watford Newcastle game, for example, or Brighton on how well they're doing and, you know, Brentford against Liverpool, they're doing really well. And Norwich, you know, will they be able to pull back some form at least? So that's the only reason why I'm starting the podcast talking about City, City, Chelsea, Man United, and Aston Villa. And remember, I am a Man United fan, so I would, if I could talk about Man United for forty-five minutes, I would. But I just find that I've got to be different to other podcasts and different um, stuff that's out there at the moment, or try and be different. So as you can hear, it's just me, but hopefully it might add a few people in the next few weeks and months. So it becomes more of a chat and it becomes a bit more entertaining for people to listen to rather than me drone on for about 30 minutes. And I'll try and keep the droning entertaining for people as well. So, right, let's talk about the matches starting off at 12.30. So, right, we're talking about two of the best teams in Europe Starting off in the first game on BT Sport, we're going to talk about Chelsea against Man City. So these are the two teams that I'd rather not talk about because I'd rather talk about Man United as the very first game, but there we go. So you're looking at this is going to be a really tight game because, of course, it's a big six game. So um, luckily it's not on Sky, it's on BT, but I think BT have been showing case and um, been really hyping up massively. Um, these games are rubbish most of the time. They are rubbish. Expect a really tight game, though. It's going to be high quality because there's high quality players on show. But these games are, tend to be quite bad to, in terms of goals and they're not overly entertaining. And the Chelsea uh, Man City games are usually that way. They're usually a 2 0 win, 1 0 win for either team. So last year's game, um, City were going for a bad run. COVID had hit them and they turned on the style against the Lampard's Chelsea. And then they went on a 20-match winning streak. And that pretty much won the league. So um, this is going to be a tough game for Chelsea and tough game for Man City because you are talking to the European champions. They beat Chelsea last May um, in the Champions League. Also, Man City have got a really awful week this week. They've got to play Liverpool next Sunday. And they've got Paris Saint-Germain midweek, which is 
not necessarily the most important game of their Champions League because you would think in that group Paris and Man City will get through. It's just about who's going to finish first or second in that group and who will get the easier draw in the next round. Already talking about that, which is ridiculous. Uh, two, not even two games into the Champions League. So it just shows you where they're, how dominant they are in their group and will be in their group. Um... So Man City will really want to start the week well with a nice little win against Chelsea and their rivals for the title, potentially. Um, this is basically the title, a, a title match this is between the two. So it'll be interesting to see who who will come out on top. Um, hopefully I'll get to see it. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to be for it. So if not, I'm going to catch highlights on match of the day and also listen to it on the radio if I can. Um, Chelsea have been dominant so far. Chelsea have looked really, really strong. So um, don't expect Lukaku to do anything. Lukaku will go missing again. He did really well against Spurs. I'll give him, I'll give him his credit. He played really well against Spurs. And he was a nuisance all day for the Spurs defence. But he didn't score. And every time he did nearly get into the box to score, he passed it to Werner. So I'm not really expecting him to score against City. I think it will be... One of the maybe the outside men that will score wingers, depending on who, how they set up. Maybe even a defender, because they're looking quite strong in set pieces as well. Um, I generally think this is going to be a, either a score draw, a one all, or a nil-nil. It will be a really tense game. There could be a couple of controversial moments, but I I can't see it being a high-scoring game. So don't expect a lot of goals in this game at all. Also, Man City have got defensive issues as well. Um, Stones, the Potra. Um, I don't think Ruben Diaz is fit either. So, Ake could be starting, which well, I heard on the podcast and, and podcast earlier, another one, they were saying he's just a step down from everyone else. And he's true. He's a good defender, but he's not a Man City quality defender. He'd be perfect at Villa, actually, if he went there. And that... And basically, that will sum that one game up. It's going to be a really, really good game. Not a lot of goals. And maybe a controversial moment. And Pep will say something weird at the end. Who knows? It's it's going to happen, but we'll see. Next, the other 12.30 kickoff is Man United against Villa. Um, Man United's record at home this season in the Premier League has been incredible. They've, they've scored average out of four, four goals every game so far at home. Um, in the league, so West Ham fans will call me up that they didn't score. Different main sides to the game midweek. Um, the fact that Phil Jones on the bench gives an indication of where that side was. <coughs> Sorry about the cough. Um, there's no Axel Tanzabi this week for Villa, which uh, will mean that Villa might change formation and go four at the back rather than a back five that they've been doing with two wing backs. Um, because he can't play against his parent club, um, which is a slight blow for Villa, because I think he's played really well the last two, three games that he's played. Um, and Leon Bailey's not um, not sure where he is in terms of fitness. I've done this bef- um, before all the um, press conferences and stuff like that, so I don't know what uh, Dean Smith has said about Leon Bailey, if he's fit enough to play. But he did make such a big impact against Everton last weekend, coming on a sub, scoring from a corner, even though it was an own goal. And then scoring the goal that he scored. And what I read is that he pulled his thigh muscle while kicking the ball. So, don't know what's going on with that. Um, Of course, Ronaldo has been incredible so far this season. In his three games, United, he's already scored four goals. Um, 
he's a fantasy football wonder. So I talk about him in the fantasy football pod. So the SSFF pod, find that, and you'll and that's the Sky Sports unofficial fantasy football podcast. So um, if you're into that, then have a look on that on Apple Podcasts, and I think it's coming to other podcasts soon outlets. So Spotify, Google, tune in. So you'll be able to listen to through your Alexa speaker soon, which for me, I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, Bruno's playing really well, and so is Paul Pogba. Um, they're getting assists all over the shop at the moment. And, of course, with Fernandez scoring a hat-trick at the start of the season, he likes turning up at Old Trafford. Um, United's defence is getting better as well. Um, Varane and Maguire are now starting to feel each other out a little bit more. Um, it's only been their third game. What am I thinking of? Let me think. Leicester, uh, Wolves, Villarreal. Uh, sorry, not Villarreal. Uh, yeah, four games they've had together. So they're still just trying to get to know each other. So that will show in the clean sheets that United will get further into the season around Christmas, which usually is the way, time that teams look. If they want to win the league, they've got to show strong defence. And Varane and Mariah Guire with Wadsworth and Sean either side will show that. Um, so unfortunately, um, it's not on TV. So if you want to see the game, you're going to have to wait for much of the day. And that might be on Saturday. Or you're going to have to watch it Sunday morning. Depends if you're watching the AJ fight, which I'm not doing. But I want to, but I can't for just the sake of my marriage. Okay, right. Let's go to the three o'clock kickoffs. Okay, next up, we've got Watford, Newcastle. So this is a slightly family-orientated match for me as I'm, that's why I'm showcasing it is that I've got uh, four or five brother-in-laws and some support Watford some support Newcastle never been don't know why they support them but there we go um, this could be a really good game really good game it doesn't look good on paper but Newcastle if they played against the way they did against Leeds last Friday it's going to be a really good attacking game because Watford are scoring goals every now and then granted they they scored three against Norwich last week. They scored three on the opening game of the season. They're looking like they've got an attack there. They just need to show up the defence a little bit. Same with Newcastle, though. Anderson Maximin last week was incredible last Friday against Leeds. So if he shows that form, he'll be on for a big move in January or even the winter in the summer next year um, for a big money fee. Uh, you just think if they can get Willock and... Um, and they get um, Wilson back, that that front three will look really tasty, and Newcastle should and would score goals. It's the defence is the issue. They've got a really odd defence, and the midfield doesn't really give you much confidence. So you just feel with Newcastle, they've got the makings of a good side eventually going to be there. They just need to just... Get a couple of players in. The problem is you, they've got an owner that won't inject money in and the youth system set up is not there. So there's a problem there. Um, Watford, on the other hand, uh, Saar played really well. He's already got four goals this year. Um, he settled into the Premiership really well in his second season. Uh, even though he, he started the season in the Premier League three years ago, second season last year in the Championship, third season now getting used to English football. I think the championship probably did them a world of good last year. A bit more physical, more consistent in terms of games as well. And now this year he's coming in and he's showing the form that he showed last year. Uh, Dennis is scoring as well. So they could cause Newcastle some problems tomorrow. 
Um, I think Watford will get the win, but I think it'll be a really tight game and it could be a really good game. No, my luck, it'll be the last game of match today and it'll be one of the worst games of the season. But you're looking that this is a relegation battle between the two sides this year. So let's see if they can push out a good performance either side. Um, and out of it's at Vickers Road, you just think Watford are going to be the favourites for this game. Moving on, we're going to go to the late kickoff on Saturday, Brentford against Liverpool. Now, last week, I think I talked about the Wolves-Brentford game and just praised Wolves up the whole time and think Wolves are going to get a dominant game. If not, that was in the fancy football pod. They both merge sometimes. Um, Brentford have been really good this year. Really, really good. The match against Arsenal a few weeks back on the opening game of the season, they just dominated Arsenal and deserved the win and the crowd was really up for it. This is the first time a big six side has gone to the new Brentford Stadium and you f- you know the fans are going to be buzzing for this game and they're going to push the players on a little bit. Liverpool players will be used to the hostile atmosphere and I don't think it will affect them that much and I think Klopp will really embrace the atmosphere as well. It's that fi- you've got that thing where Klopp really likes hostile atmospheres and he'll he'll gear his players up and really get the best out of his players this year uh, for this game. Um, I didn't see the Wolves game against um, Brentford last week, uh, but what I heard on the radio was that it was a really, really entertaining game. And Brentford really deserved the victory. Ivan Tony is going to be a striker that will move for big money in the summer. Um, he will move to a Leicester. He will move to a big side that will want him because he will score goals in the Premiership and he's a very ambitious player by all accounts by what I've heard on the radio and interviews by him that he hasn't set a target this year but the target they've said is pretty much in around 15 goals this year which for a player in his first year in the Premiership would be fantastic um, he's he's a very 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 good striker strong he's a bit of a target man He can he's really nonchalant when it comes to penalties but um, it's going to be a really interesting game. But Liverpool, Salah is on form. Mane's on form. Um, Liverpool have gone back to the side they were a couple of years ago. Um, and they just look like they're up for this year as well. I'm not saying they weren't last year. They had a lot of defensive issues last year. And to finish fourth, what they did was incredible for what they did last year. It was a really, really good season for what they had to go through. Um I, I think it could be a very tight game, actually, because um, Brentford's defence has been really solid this year. They've only conceded... Um, they've had three clean sheets in five, and they've only conceded two goals in them five games. So they can be very organised and very well set up for this match um, midweek. Um, then they rested a lot of players midweek, and they still beat Oldham 7-0. So it just shows what they've got in strength and depth. And I was listening to a podcast the other day that... They've got 40 senior players in their side because they don't have an academy anymore. They have a B side. So the B team can go anywhere they like and play teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus and play and test themselves against them type of teams and them type of academies. So it gives them really, really good match practice in that sense as well. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold might be back on Saturday night. If he is, that's a big boost for Liverpool. Um, And... He will give them that little bit of extra on set pieces as well. So it could be a very good game on Saturday night. So if you've got plans to watch the AJ fight, that could be a nice little warm-up for that as well. All right, next up, 
And we've got Arsenal versus Spurs on Sunday. I have to talk about this game because it's a fascinating game. This could be the first North London derby for a while where it's very evenly balanced. Both teams are rubbish at the moment. Um, I know Arsenal are in some form and Spurs are not. And they've just gone polar opposites to where they were at the start of the season. But you just look at it and just think this match could be a very tight 1-0 or it could be a 3-0 win or a 4-3 because you just don't know what time, what sides are going to turn up for the on the day. Kane could score a hat-trick. He could, everything that's been said about him this week could just be completely being taken out of context and he bangs in a hat-trick against Arsenal or Arsenal show up and they absolutely obliterate Spurs and Spurs can't defend or something like that. It's some, it's, there is something that's going to happen this game. There could be a red card. It's going to be a fascinating North London derby, and I just I'm I'm really I'm, I'm hopefully going to be able to watch it. I'm quite excited by the game already. By it, um, so Kane does love a goal against Spurs, so uh, against Arsenal, so it's likely that he probably will score. Um, I think if Spurs score early, then Arsenal fans are going to turn against the team. And that could bring a hostile atmosphere and it could be a very, very interesting day for Arsenal and Spurs. Um, Spurs have to play a lot better than what they did in the second half against Chelsea, but they played well first half against Chelsea and looked like they were going to score. They just didn't get that goal and I think the goal was crucial on their tactics. Um, what I heard about the Arsenal-Burnley game last week, which we previewed, um, it seems like Burnley were unlucky to get a lot, not get a point out of that. Arsenal rode their luck a little bit, so it should be a fantastic game this week. So, fingers crossed, we'll have a look and um, see how the game turns out on Sunday. And the last game I'm going to preview this week is um, Palace against Brighton. The odd derby, no one knows, I don't really know what to call it, but it's a very odd rivalry these two have. Um, I feel Palace and Brighton have to have this rivalry because they've got no real other rivalries that are very balanced or very similar to themselves. And they've just picked a team at random that's slightly closer. And they've gone, okay, we'll say each other, we'll call each other rivals, even though there's no location rivals or anything like that, really. It's a very odd derby. But the atmosphere is going to be incredible at Palace. And you just don't know what Palace are going to do. They could like they did against Spurs and and win and win comfortably uh, they could play against like they did against Chelsea and lose comfortably they were very they played well against Liverpool I heard and just unlucky on set pieces according to Vieira um, Burn, Brighton on the other hand have been fantastic this year and hearing on 5 Live on Monday their XG their expected goals from last year was really high and it's just the fact they just didn't have anyone converting the chances. And if they did, they would have been at least potentially top half the top half of the Premier League, even pushing Europe. So that just shows where Brighton are at the moment. They are a side that is really, really good. They just need a striker. Mope is fine as a striker. He's not going to get you the goals that push you into Europe, I don't think. Danny Welbeck, fantastic striker. Loved him at Maynard. Fantastic at Arsenal. But just doesn't stay fit. And that's the problem with Brighton is that they... I keep saying Burnley. That's the problem with Brighton is that they just don't have the players to stay fit up top. 
and consistent. So maybe in the summer, that's probably where they're going to look at and maybe try and get another striker in that is a little bit more consistent. Ivan Tony would be fantastic, but I just think he'll be out of Brighton's, uh, Brighton's price range by the time he's had a season in the Premiership. Knowing uh, and how Brighton has started the season, they're sitting comfortably at the, near the top of the table. I think they're third or fourth or something. Um, and they're going to be on TV and there's going to be a lot of um, showcase for them as well on Monday night. So they're going to be showcased a lot more on Monday night. And usually when teams are getting a little bit of hype behind them, a little bit of media interest, um, they'll play on telly and they'll get turned over 2 3 nil. So probably expect that um, on Monday. So, um, yeah, it could be a very, very interesting game to look out for. So I'm just going to round up the Premiership games. Or I say Premiership, how dare I? How dare I say Premiership? It's Premier League. Sorry, the Premier League games this week. So 12-8 kickoffs. You've got Man United versus Villa. You've got Chelsea versus Man City. This is on BT Sport. At the 3 o'clock, you've got Watford Newcastle, Leicester Burnley. Leicester need a bounce back from last week's defeat against Brighton. So you expect Leicester to win that. Vardy to score. That's my prediction. Leeds West Ham could be a fascinating game. That is, that's an attack. That's an attacking game. That is, could be a few goals in that. So have a look at that one um, on Saturday or match of the day. Um, Everton Norwich. Everton a little bit um, decimated at the moment with injuries. So this could be the big opportunity that Norwich need just to get a point at least on the board and um, just show that they are Premiership, Premier League quality because um, they are struggled a little bit and. You'd think last week against Watford, that was the game for them, but they just didn't do it. They didn't turn up at all. Five o'clock, five thirty kickoff. You've got Brentford against Liverpool. That's on Sky. Sunday, you've got Southampton Wolves. That's on Sunday on Sky Sports at two o'clock, and then the North London derby, Arsenal against Spurs at four thirty. And on Monday night, you've got Palace against Brighton. Eight o'clock kickoff. That'll be on Sky as well. So enjoy watching them this week on telly. Uh, matches to look for around Europe. So, last week I said about the PSG Leon game. That was a good game. Uh, a little bit controversy with Messi coming off, not wanting to shake Pochettino's hand. Then it gets revealed that he was injured. So, there you go. Pochettino was right to do that. Last minute winner for Paris Saint Germain by Cardi um, in that game. Uh, Leon took the lead. So, and Neymar had a very controversial penalty given because he, he fouled the player, not the player fouled him. And for some reason, Paris got the County, work that one out. And they've got VAR as well. Incredible. Uh, Juventus got a draw against Milan. Juventus have struggled, are struggling at the moment. Keep an eye on them this year. They are not going to win Serie A this year. They are struggling a lot. Um, and they beat uh, Spiazza uh, 3-2 midweek. They were 2-0 down in that game. So... Have a look at Juventus this year to not win Serie A. So you're looking at in anyone, any of the top, well, I say top teams, Inter, AC. Uh, this could be Roma's year because Roma got another win last night. Uh, um, and Tammy Abrams are scoring goals. I could just imagine Jose Maria being absolutely mad. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, also talked about the Real Madrid-Valencia game last week, or the Valencia-Real Madrid game. Valencia conceded two 85th-minute goals last week and lost 2-1. So their unbeaten runs come to an end, but Real Madrid are looking good at the moment to win the league, um, in that league, because Barcelona are off the pace. Um, Ronald Koeman could be getting sacked. I don't think he should be. 
the stuff that he has had to go through this year is ridiculous. And they're saying they want him out. Just uh, it's ridiculous. You can't please fans sometimes. So games to look out for this week. We're going to go Germany. You got Munchen Gladbach against Dortmund. So you got um, Dortmund's coach uh, this year was the Gladbach coach from last year. So um, it could be a really really good game. Uh, Dortmund are currently sitting third behind uh, Bayern Munich. He plays today. It's Friday. Um, and they're a point behind Wolfsburg as well. Gladbach is 16th. They're third from bottom. They've only one game, lost three. And they're looking to kickstart their season against Dortmund. Um, again, Haaland is incredible. And his score-scoring record for Dortmund is absolutely immense. I think he scored more goals for Dortmund than he has played for Dortmund. So it just shows a level of how good he is. And it's going to be an absolute bum fight for him in the summer for who's going to get his signature. Um, I'm fascinated to know where he's going to end up. Probably at City, I reckon. I think he's going to end up at City. Um, and also, Drew Bellingham has been incredible this season as well. It's nice seeing him doing well and... They will build the England side around that boy. He is such a player and such a talent. So if you can, watch the game on Sunday, I think it's on. Um, it'll be on Sky Sports and it'll be on the app on Sky Sports. So watch that on Sunday. I highly recommend it just to see Harland and uh, Jude Bellingham. There's two games in Italy to look for this week. Um, you've got Inter against Atalanta. So you've got two Champions League sides facing off. Uh, first versus fourth. Inter of top of the league. They carried over their form from last year despite losing Hakimi, Lukaku and Conte. Um, they're looking strong um, considering they've had so much financial problems. If you haven't, if you don't know about it, have a look into it. There was a potential that Inter was going to get wound up if they didn't sell Lukaku, which is incredible to hear considering they won the league as well last year. Um, Atalanta uh, are becoming Italy's third, fourth best team now consistently in the Champions League the last two, three years. Play very good football and definitely a team to look out for this year. Same with Napoli. Napoli are doing well this year. Let's have a look at them. Both in the Champions League. So they'll have one eye on that. Uh, Atalanta is in main lights group. Um, and into what kickstart their Champions League a little bit more after last week's, ex- or the week after's exploits where they lost to Real Madrid. And the last game, of the weekend to look out for. Five o'clock on BT Sport. By the way, the Inter-Atalanta game's on BT Sport as well. Um, and that is on, I think it's on Sunday, but I will double check for you guys. I should have put it down in my notes, but I did. We're not on the 3rd of October. I will double check. I think it's on Sunday. I will double check. Most Italian games are. This is where I look, and it's going to say Saturday. And I was wrong. It is Saturday. So into Atlanta on Saturday at five. I think you get the last second. I think you get the second half on it due to broadcasting rules. So you miss the start of the game, but you'll see the second half. And then Sunday, um, double screen it. So have Spurs Arsenal playing or Arsenal Spurs playing on your big telly. And then have the Lazio versus Roma, the Roma derby on your tablet or laptop, whatever. This game is going to be spicy. This is the first game since fans have come back. Um, First derby since fans have come back. Um, Roma are doing really, really well this year. Playing really well. Um, 
Tammy Abrams has been an absolute revelation for him. But everyone, most people knew that Tammy Abrams is a good striker. And why a Premier League side didn't come in for him, I do not know. Because he is a fantastic striker. And he would do really well for a mid-table side, I think. Or a side in the top six. Roma are currently sitting fourth at the moment on 12 points. And Lazio are seventh with eight points. Um, something's going to happen this game. Mourinho is going to punch someone or something silly is going to happen in it. There'll be a sending off. Something silly is going to happen this game. And I think it's worth a watch to watch this. So it's on BT Sport at five o'clock. So double screen it if you've got a subscription. All right. And look out for the... the God knows what's going to happen. It's going to be a fascinating game to watch. So watch it. So hope you've enjoyed that. So that's the end of the average football pod. Please leave reviews, five stars as well, because you know it's be nice. Um, it will get better. These podcasts will get better the more I do them. And please bear with me. So please, thank you for listening, and I'll see you re- hear from you again soon. See you soon. Bye.